0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Yeah.
1: I don't. I don't You on me? It's time to get it checked, boy. You on the sideline, You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You bitten on me? What's the topic of discussion? What we talkin' about? Take your best shot. I'ma take the last shot. I'm Jordan, the clutch boy. You bitting on me? It's time to get a check, boy. You want the sideline, You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You bitting
0: on me? What's the topic of discussion? What we talkin' about? Take your best shot. I'ma take the last shot. I'm Jordan, the clutch boy. Yeah. All righty guys, we are here for another episode of the Auto Bid. I am Ann Robertson, joined as always by my twin brother Andrew Robinson. And today we got a special guest, our, our rivals slash our, our counterparts over there at Sleepers Media. Uh Greg Waddell and Carter Elliott are on with us today. We're gonna give you guys a sweet 16 preview. Uh, also gonna give you guys some some uh some final four picks and layout pretty much the rest. Of the NCAA tournament, man. So we yeah, had Carter over here with, 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 with a hat on, man. I mean, what's up, fellas? How you doing?
1: Uh, so I'm, I'm making the trip down to the Final for next week, and I've been holding off on the cut. I usually go every two weeks, but I held off an extra week. So yeah. for the for the for the people who are viewing this, you know, I I had to, you know, I had to save them basically because the cut is not ideal right now.
0: Hey, man, then we got my guy, G, over there. And I know G's over here getting this to Fear 68. So you you ready to go over there, G, man? Yeah, let's rock. For the record, I also have the
2: hat on because I'm in the same boat as Carter. (laughs) We got to get that (laughs) guy next week. Uh, Also, I just want to throw out, I watched the TikTok you guys did today. I think it's on Instagram, too. But, like, the the story of your journey as brothers. And I just want to say, first of all, that was awesome. Second of all, I really wish that Carter and I were twin brothers like that would yeah. do a lot for our brand although i it'd be better if we looked like me but i do wish we were six seven like you so i don't know, <laughs> I,
1: don't know I, I don't know how list. to feel i don't know how to feel about that but you know your team's in the sweet 16 and mine isn't, mine isn't so i can't say anything to you it is what it is at this point
0: hey, car that 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 is a great segue in, into you know <laughs> what we want to talk about today obviously before we get into the to the sweet 16 stuff i want to remind you guys make sure you guys are subscribing to this podcast give us a like give us a five-star rating Give us a retweet on Twitter, a like, a share on the gram, wherever you see this, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you guys are tapping in to our content. And then make sure you guys are streaming my guy, Pull Up Tay's music. That was him on the intro. Going to be him again on the outro. His new project, Why Stop Now, is out on all platforms. Make sure you guys are going and streaming my guy's music. One of the hottest up-and-coming rappers out of the DMV. But, like we mentioned, man, we're going to give you guys a little Sweet 16 preview, man. So, uh, obviously, we got four games Thursday and four games Friday. So, we're going to start with the Thursday matchups. And the first one of the day is Gonzaga and Arkansas. So we'll start there. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll start with you, Carter. I mean, obviously, Gonzaga is the overall number one seed um, in this tournament. They, they, they got a scare from Memphis in the last round, but they survived. And Arkansas was able to survive a rock fight against New Mexico State um, in, in that round of 32, man. So are we going to get an upset here? Is, is Arkansas going to get it done?
1: You know what, I honestly don't think that they are going to get it done, and it's for the reason, and Greg might have the same reason as me, honestly, but I feel like coming into the tournament, everyone was pointing to that second game being the scare for Gonzaga. Like, everyone was saying, like, if Memphis gets past them, Memphis is going to get physical with them. Uh, Gonzaga struggles with physical athletes, or they have in the past and through through this year. So I feel like that was one of their hardest games. I feel like they're gonna win this game, and it'll be—it's it, honestly gonna be smooth sailing. And the fact that you call that Arkansas game a rock fight is a—is thinking on the positive side. That was one of the worst basketball games I watched in a long time. But I do want to send a shout out to Coach Musk because sending that double at Teddy Allen every touch was hilarious and smart, and really worked extremely well. But I don't know. I just think this Gonzaga team is—they're destined for the Final Four. I don't really see them slipping up. I think the next slip-up for them will be either in the Final Four or in the the National Championship game. I don't really see them slipping up with Arkansas. I think it's going to be pretty comfortable, too. So I I don't think
2: they're destined for a Final Four necessarily like Carter does. I think they could lose Duke potentially in the Elite Eight, but – uh, I do know that gimmicks don't work against Gonzaga. They might work against New Mexico State and Muss's little double team gimmick across the entire court. Like that reminded me of some shit I used to do when I coached eighth grade ball in Lansing, Michigan, like six years ago. Again, genius in the Catholic Youth League in Lansing, Michigan. Not genius. Honestly, embarrassing that New Mexico State couldn't handle that until late in the game. But. Uh, yeah, I, I just feel like Gonzaga is due to blow someone out, run them out of the gym, and I don't think they're going to win six games in this tournament. So if they're going to run someone out of the gym, it hasn't really been one of the two games thus far. Now feels like a good spot against an Arkansas team I don't really trust that much.
0: Hmm. Drew, mean I Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean I, I, I'm picking Gonzaga as well. Um, I think that the way that Andrew Nembhard has been playing recently, um, is, has been huge for them. I mean, Drew Timmy's been balling, but I think, you know, Nemhard really is taking his game to the next level um, over these first few games in the NCAA tournament. I think he's going to be the difference maker in this one. So, you know, I think the uh, the must-bust runs out of gas in this one, man, and I'm picking the Zags to advance to the Elite Eight. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to make it a clean sweep here. Four for four. four, four. I'm, I'm going with the Zags, too. Um, Arkansas' last game against New Mexico State, Diddy Notay and Jalen Williams combined eight for 28 from the floor and only two other players on the roster made a field goal. Like <laughs> that's, that's absurd. Like, I don't understand. I, I obviously that's not going to happen again, but you, if, if you got, you can't have, you know, more than, you know, two other guys making a field goal, you're not going to have a chance um, against Gonzaga. So you guys mentioned a little bit, obviously um, Duke, a potential team that could, that could potentially knock off um, Gonzaga, but they're going to face Texas tech. A lot of people have been picking Texas Tech, man, in, in this basketball game. I, I think, I think Ken Palm actually might have Texas Tech favored, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, in this matchup. So uh, we'll start with you on this one, G. I mean, the Texas Tech have a chance, man? Are, are they gonna knock off Duke in the in the Sweet Sixteen?
2: They have a chance, but I'm I'm rocking with Duke, man. I actually think ever. I know the metrics are important. Ken Pomp's very smart. I trust him. Like he's a god when I'm doing all my betting research. But like. I just think these lines have swung too far in the opposite direction. Like Duke is 2-0 and against top 10 teams in the country this year. They beat Gonzaga and they beat Kentucky. They've gotten up for big games. Like have they lost games they shouldn't have 100%? But when this team plays close to their ceiling, they're a top five team in the country. We know that for a fact. They're a top five team in terms of talent. And Texas Tech is good. I think they're getting a lot of points for the quote unquote culture that Mark Adams has instilled there, even when he was under Chris Beard and what he's continued in his first year as a head coach. And all that shit is real. I respect it. But like, does Texas tech have anybody you trust to go get a bucket down the stretch in a one possession game against Duke because they were struggling to close out Notre Dame. Like they easily could have lost that Notre Dame game and they were up close to double digits multiple times in both the first half and early second half. So I don't know. I think uh, it's a testament to Mark Adams that they're in the Sweet 16 right now. I don't think they're in the same stratosphere as far as Duke and what Duke did down the stretch against Michigan State was special, man. I mean, Michigan State did everything they could have done to win that game. They shot the lights out, as Carter Elliott knows very well. And it didn't matter because Duke has six NBA players who played like NBA players in crunch time. And that's what I think is going to happen. Duke will
0: beat Texas Tech. Yeah, right now, Ken Palm has uh, Texas Tech winning 69 and 68. So they're giving them about a 53% chance uh, to win that basketball game. So Carter, are you rolling with Ken Palm or what? Well, first of all, Duke got six NBA players. I got six NBA <laughs> players. At, le- at least five. They got uh, six NBA uh, players. Paulo, AJ Griffin, Wendell Moore, kills, um, Mark Williams, five for sure. Roach Roach is getting it two way.
1: <laughs> finger down, finger yeah. down, and let's move on. Maybe finger four down let's years.
0: Move maybe four years. Be- yeah, you know yeah Maybe do the little clean yeah, Cook plan. You know what I'm saying? Four years and win a natty. Go, go, go. You know what I'm saying? Dap up KD. You know what I'm saying? And win a ring. You know what I'm Maybe, maybe uh, bring him into the brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? And,
1: and and that's and that's and that's the difference right there. Jeremy Roach does doesn't know KD. <laughs> he all right. He, he ain't cool with all <laughs> them dudes like that. He ain't part of the brotherhood either. But Cart, no, Cart, honestly, How many how
2: many pros does Texas Tech have?
1: How many pros Texas Tech have? Yeah. Probably probably one or two. Two? One? Who's the one? Who's the one? Terrence Shannon. Terrence Shannon's a pro? Yeah. If we're calling Jeremy Roach a pro, I'll tell you right now, Terrence Shannon's a pro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. But
1: no, no, no. Let me let me get my Texas Tech bars off real quick because I've been I've been high on Texas Tech all year. And like coming into just to go back to the last round in the Michigan State game, I thought that Duke played to like kind of what their ceiling is when all guys are hitting. I, th- I felt that A.J. Griffin played extremely well. Paulo was able to basically see that a non NBA player was across to him and he was able to attack him and he was able to overpower guys on our basketball team. Michigan State's not really the most physical in the front court. Like we had some length in Marcus Bingham. But we also didn't have any type of guy who could go head-to-head with him. That's why Joey Hauser ended up in the basket every touch. But I think that this Texas Tech team can frustrate Duke uh, defensively. And when they get frustrated, I think mean, we've seen it in some games this year. I specifically go back to that Virginia Tech game. Virginia Tech was able to get up in Duke and frustrate them physically, and it threw them off a little bit. And because it threw them off a little bit, it kind of – it, it leaked to the other side of the floor. Like this Duke team is extremely talented, but I think it's a point where they haven't really come together this, this year. Like I thought they would and things that can go wrong, dictate what happens, other things, you know what I'm saying? Like they let their offense affect their defense and it, I, it doesn't go, it, it just doesn't work out for them. So like a Michigan state team was able to score a lot of points on this Duke team. And we are not a good offensive team, especially in the half court. And, Credit to Michigan State for playing extremely well, but also that's an that's a indictment on Duke and their half-court defense that they weren't able to get stops. So I think that Texas Tech is going to frustrate them, uh, especially on the defensive end, the way they lock up, and I think they'll be able to get enough baskets against a, uh, a 50-50 okay defensive team in Duke to me, and they'll pull it out. Like, it's going to be close. I know Texas Tech, Ken Palm has it at one point. Like, it'll be, like, a one- to two-point game, I think. But I think Texas Tech's going to make enough plays down the stretch.
0: See, this is why I disagree, Carter, because I think if the game is close, I feel like there's no way Texas Tech can win. Like, I feel like if you think these referees are going to allow Coach K to lose a one-possession game in a 316, you're drunk. I mean, I remember I was at Quinnipiac, my guy Beck Dunley used to always tell us, man, when you go on the road against against road officials, you got to win by 10 to win by one. You know what I'm saying? So, if Texas Tech is going to win this game and Coach K's last dance, they have to win by 15 to win by one, in my eyes. You know, I, I, I just feel like it's it's no way that if that game is close, that dude doesn't come out with, with, with the win in that situation. Um, also, I feel like if the game is closed, I think Duke has too many guys on the court that, that they can get the ball to and, and Apollo and Wendell Moore. Um, Jim Roach has been playing making some big time plays. He made a big time three um, in the in, in the last game against Michigan State. Um, so, I mean, I think that I just rely on those guys a little bit more down the stretch. And like I said, man, I think, uh, I don't know, I just think the basketball guys are going to re- reward Coach K uh, in his, in his off party, man. And I think they're going to advance to the lead eight, man. And, maybe even make a final four, you know, maybe, maybe. I think that the Duke Gonzaga part two is going to be a special, a special game. One thing I'm looking at for me for this game is that Texas Tech, because they play at such a slow tempo, they have to be able to take care of the ball. And right now they turn the ball over on 20% of their possessions, which we turn the ball over that much versus, and obviously in the first two games that they've been pretty good taking care of the ball, but over the course of the regular season, it turned it over um, at a pretty high clip. So if you do that, Against Duke, then it's going to be courage, man. But I think for for Duke, it comes down to can can Jeremy Roach um handle the physicality and the toughness that the Texas Tech guards are, are going to bring because that game is going to be ugly. They're going to make it physical. Um and, and if him and brother well Trevor Keels and Wendell Moore don't handle that physicality well, um the Texas Tech could definitely win that game. But if I had to put my money on one team, it would, it would certainly be Duke. So we've got two more games on on, on his first day. Um next one we're going to go to is Houston and Arizona. Now Houston um played arguably be the best game of the tournament uh, up to this point uh, versus TCU in the round of 32. Ben was out here throwing Arizona. Arizona, Arizona. Arizona man. Who did I say? Who did I say? You said Houston. Arizona's playing Houston. And what I say? What I say? You said Houston played the best game in the tournament. Oh, excuse against- me. Arizona yeah, played the best game in <laughs> round 32. with TCU. Um, obviously, you know Kirk Creason went out there and, and went like one for ten from the floor on one ankle, and Ben was out there dunking on dudes and. Coloco was awesome, but Houston um was really impressive, obviously, and, and beating Illinois. And um they're now in the team which nobody kind of, you know, um had them here here uh getting to this point. So Drew, I'll start with you this one, man. I mean, do, do you think that Houston um can, can beat Arizona in this one, man, or is Arizona gonna, gonna keep marching through through the tournament? It's a tough one, man, because I mean, in my bracket, I I have exer- uh, excuse me, Arizona advancing, you know, but um I also think Houston man I think both of these teams got a very favorable whistle in their second round game I mean Houston I mean obviously we much was made about that technical foul call that was called in 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 the Illinois game man I mean I think uh Arizona got some very favorable whistles down the stretch against TCU in their second round game to say the least uh so I mean I think both of these teams I mean they, they they struggled in their last games man but I think I think I'm going to go Arizona here just because I think that, you know, granted what he's been able to do has been extremely impressive, Um, you know, without Marcus Sasser and the injuries that that they've been able to kind of withstand this year. But I think that's kind of where it comes to an end. I think um, Benedict Matherin is the best player on the court in this game by far. I think Arizona might have the best three players on the court in this game, honestly. Um, So I think, you know, that that bodes well in March. So, uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna pick the Wildcats to advance, man. But, you know, hats off to Kelvin Sampson. Um, if, if he pulls this one off, man, I mean, this dude, I don't know, I would say he needs a raise, but he's probably already making a ton of money. But I mean, uh, just an incredible job that he's been able to do, man. But uh, Kirk Crease also needs to go sit down somewhere. I mean, this dude was trying to play hero ball on that last possession, tried to get a, a three, $4. My man missed over... three times, bro. Yo, I said, all right, man, maybe, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. If you need to sit, 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 sit down somewhere, man. Get some ice on that ankle, man, because uh, that ain't it. That ain't it. No, but I'm picking the Wildcats to roll despite of that. I mean, look on the bright side for I man. It can't get much worse. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look. I think he was yeah, one right. for ten in, in that game. Like, hey, I'll, I'll hey, think- they, they
1: don't, they don't, don't challenge Creason because he'll, <laughs> he'll say, hey, oh, you thought one for ten was bad? I got an 0 for thirteen coming up for you. I got a goose egg coming. Promise you.
0: Hey man, look if if he those up a goose egg, Arizona has no chance in this basketball game, man. Talk to me, Carter. Man, is, is, is Arizona getting get, get, getting it done, man? Is, are we gonna yeah, do I, mean, do I feel free? like I'm.
1: I feel like I'm a guy. I, I, I'm kind of on a conflict with myself right now because I feel like I'm pushing like the culture agenda and like culture getting a win. Like obviously in that last game we talked about, if you're picking five players, you're probably picking five Duke guys against Texas Tech. But I still think Texas Tech wins that basketball game. I'm going with Houston in this basketball game. Because I think even though Arizona is the more talented team, I think that this Arizona team has showed their flaws throughout the year. And I'm not maybe not the best person to talk about this because Greg knows how I feel about Pac-12 basketball and how they operate. Like they they just they don't really play in big games like their their big win is against what like UCLA I think they beat. But they also lost to UCLA and they beat USC once and they might have lost to USC once. I'm not sure. The big, sure. I the big def- win was at Illinois. At Illinois okay and was that with Illinois full team uh i think herballo was out for that but i could be wrong no, okay sorry. so it, yeah so they so they're with their full team
0: uh lost to UCLA lost to Colorado um in that little in that Utah Colorado trip and then they they also beat UCLA um beat UCLA in the Pac-12 tournament they beat in the regular season beat USC um yeah i
1: I'm, I'm i'm just i'm sticking with the fact that i think that though this Arizona team is talented uh, I think issues like Kirk Kreese are going to bite them in the ass in this game. I thought it should have bit him in the ass last game because I really think TCU should have won that basketball game. That was clearly a foul on Mike Miles at half court. Um, and, you know, you have a talent like Benedict Matherin, like Benedict Matherin should have the ball. He should be doing what he was doing last game the whole time. And you can tell me whatever you want. But the fact of the matter is Kurt Creaso wishes that he was in Benedict Matherin shoes. He wishes he was getting all the hype. He wished they were talking about the guy who's wearing the headband. They wish they were talking about the guy who's coming back from a bum ankle to lead this Arizona team, to victory. And no one's really talking about him. And they have so much talent on this team with Daylon, Terry Coloco. I mean, they got a hell of talent, but Kurt Creaso is an eye guy. He ain't a wee guy. So I think that also, you know, TCU was able to beat their ass up on the offensive glass and Houston is what is, is offensive rebounding. They're going to be on the glass. So if they're not ready to step up to that challenge and fix that issue, I think that Houston is going to pull this game out. I mean, you know, I picked Arizona to lose in the round of 32 and that should have came true. But it, it just one one round delay for me to
2: Seton Hall. Right. That
1: That's what should happen. I, I said, yeah, Greg. We ain't got to talk about the I was with you. I was with you. That was our loss. That was y'all, our y'all
0: were both on that line. Don't do that, Greg. Both of y'all. No, no, no it, that's
1: that's that's y'all man's fault. Cause Kevin Willer was had his bags packed before the tournament. I didn't know that.
0: And I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did. <laughs> I, I, I'm ecstatic that he did. Cause College Park got a great one, and we're getting ready to return to prominence next season. we are here first. A great I'm, one. A great, a great one. one. <laughs> a great. One. Y'all hired. Ball, y'all hired bald Mark Turgeon. What you mean? <laughs> hey man, listen. All I'm saying is, I I watched the press conference yesterday, and Kevin Willard has me fired up. All right, I'm I'm very excited for this new era of Maryland basketball. right? right, I'm very excited on where the direction of the program is going, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back to our 2002 glory days. You know what I'm saying? Back to to, to our Final Four. You know what I'm saying? Glory days. You know what I'm saying? They, they, those those days are ahead in College Park. You you heard it here first.
2: Yeah. Any a fan base as a whole is ecstatic that their coach departs usually not a great sign for the new
0: because well, they got shot coming. In. I'll be happy too. there. I know who, <laughs> who, who, who's next up.
1: That's true. That's very true. But go ahead. Go ahead and pick Arizona G.
2: I know are, you are, you pick Arizona.
0: Arizona are you riding no, with Arizona
2: or No. Listen, I've actually flipped on this and Carter's part of the reason I flipped. I, uh, I had Arizona originally when we did our sleepers episode a couple days ago. And the main reason why was just that. I think you look at the 16 teams left in this tournament. And I think, 13 of them you can point to and just say they're not that talented, and I can't see them winning a national title. And the three I can see getting across the finish line are Gonzaga, Duke, and Arizona, because I think they are that talented enough to do so. Like the fact that they survived the one for 10 game from Kirk Risa, just because Ben Matherin was unbelievable, paired with that front court, like there's not any other team in the country that can match up with that, in my opinion, other than maybe Gonzaga. Uh, however, the the statistical matchup for this game to me favors Houston largely for crashing the offensive glass. And Carter is the one who put me onto this a little bit. Like they're consistently top five in the country in offensive rebounding every year under Calvin Sampson. Arizona straight up doesn't box out. Like I did a little more digging on this. They're like in the 200s in offensive rebound rate allowed. And again, they have a monstrous front court. They just do not the way that they should uh and I don't know if that scheme I don't know if it's effort I don't know what it is but I do know from watching Houston just tear up Illinois and Kofi Coburn on the offensive glass like they're gonna have whatever they want in this game with that so I think Calvin Sampson I like I trust him more than almost any coach in the country to win a a head-to-head battle from a, a coaching perspective I think that Houston is a tough out always and Arizona seemed a little sloppy to me, so I've I've swung around. Cart convinced me I'll take Houston.
0: Yeah, I mean to your point, Houston is right now is third in the country in offensive rebounding percentage, and uh, obviously in, in um, the first round when they played UAB, they held Jelly Walker, Jordan Walker, six of eighteen shooting from the floor, one of ten from three, with five turnovers. For the Illinois they held Alfonso Plummer and Trent Frazier to combine four of seventeen from the floor, uh, sixteen points in that matchup. So I think if they can. Not even necessarily take Mathurin out of the game, but they can just like slow him down and allow him maybe seventeen as opposed to a thirty. Then I think that they'll have a real shot to, to win this basketball game. So I think if I had to pick one team, I think I'm going to pick Arizona just because of the fact that I don't I don't know if that happens. Like I think I think Mathurin's the best player on the floor. I think at the end of the day he's going to go and get his. And I think that at the end of the day the Coloco and Tabellis and all those guys are just going to be too much uh, for Houston. So I think I'll pick I think I'll pick Arizona, but I wouldn't be surprised one bit if um if Arizona. I mean, if Houston wins this game, so I want to get to the, to the the final game of the day or second game of the day, but obviously the most intriguing matchup of, of this round, in my opinion, that's Michigan Wolverines and the Villanova Wildcats. I know sleepers is, is big on the Michigan agenda here, and they're big uh, anti Colin Gillespie man. So talk to me and tell me, tell me why Michigan is going to win this game, even though they aren't. So I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys tell me your wrong take first. I'll start with Greg because this, this is your team. Okay, oh, can, can we throw it to Cart? Cart, tell me why Michigan's going to win this game.
1: Yeah, so uh, I've been I've been pushing the agenda. Y'all know my Y'all know my Villanova Wildcat agenda. Y'all know it. Like I would do anything in my power to push the agenda. Like Colin Gillespie is just you know Ryan Archidiakono with a little bit more of an IG following. That's all he is, and a little and some and some little baby on his playlist. That's really all he is. But the fact of the matter is. Villanova has a starting center that is my size like Eric Dixon is what six eight six seven
0: you are six eight but I see what you're trying to do that I told, it was, I, okay. I told it was Amari Spellman when they won the championship what three years ago Amari Spellman's like hey six, I know
2: seven. I know we're not saying and, Eric Dixon's Amari Spellman though and
1: I mean, also Amari Spell Amari Spellman is definitely like six nine six ten no way I'm pretty uh, sure he is. We can fact check But, but no, let, me, let, 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 let me let me rock to this point though, real quick. Okay, okay,
0: go ahead.
1: The fact of the matter is, Hunter Dickinson, if he wants to in this game, and if he is locked in, he will get 30 points. Like that, oh, he will. No That's chance. gonna happen.
0: No chance. No chance in hell. But I'm telling you, no I watched
1: I watch what what the people that Hunter Dickinson struggles against are guys that can match his size. Like he struggles against you know Kofi's you know coaching the, the you know, do you Ooh. know who's coaching the other team? Oh, Jay Wright. Yeah, yeah. It's, Jay Wright. Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. Villanova's gonna win because, yeah, my fault. <laughs> I'm saying, I didn't no, know Jay is, Wright was coming up.
0: You are gonna let Hunter play one on one in the post all game? No, they're gonna double him and make Caleb Houston and make guys make shots.
1: Okay, but also like those are guys that can make shots. Y'all realize that on a if it's on a day to day basis, Caleb Houston can be like a forty percent three point shooter. Like he okay. has that ability.
0: We, I just watched him go zero for four for a donut versus Tennessee. A donut. I know, Tennessee but I've also, Tennessee I've also, I've buckets. also
1: seen him have games where he goes like four for nine. Like when that happens. Realize, he has the ability. Eli
0: just, Brooks just had twenty three points. Right. That's that's not happening again. Not happening. I, I don't
1: know, man. Like I, I it, want y'all then, to win then this then game. Hunter
0: has to guard on the other end. Like he, they're gonna put him in ball three. So actually, to, after action, After actually action, after Actually, he can have to guard somebody. It's like it's gonna be bad for him. You, you understand that? Like yeah, that's
2: happened. I, I, I games. Yeah, and how how come yeah, they're still know, in the, think, how come they're think, still
0: in the tournament? They ain't you played Villanova. You, that, that, that team in that Michigan barely beat Tennessee. Villanova whacked them early in the year, scraped them off so, the court. So closed.
2: when Michigan blitzed Purdue and beat them by twenty-seven points, you think Purdue didn't put Hunter Dickinson in ball screen actions?
0: I'm saying, here's, bro.
2: Here's it, the it, truth. Here's the truth coming from the guy on this call. No offense to three very knowledgeable basketball minds, but coming from the guy who's actually watched every single Michigan game. Here's what I'm hearing from everyone who's trying to quote-unquote analyze what's going to happen in this game. I'm hearing a bunch of people that haven't watched Michigan tell me what to expect from Michigan, okay? Because anyone who hasn't watched Michigan thinks this team is horrible, thinks this team doesn't have pros, thinks Caleb Houston goes 0 for 4 every single game, thinks Hunter Dickinson's a non-factor. The actual truth here is that Hunter Dickinson is way better than he was last year when he was a second team All-American. But because they went 17 and 14, mostly because they have zero bench and they had really bad point guard problems early in the season, nobody cares. Nobody cared at all because the Big Ten had four other first team All-American contenders. So everybody ignored what Hunter Dickinson's doing. He's the baddest motherfucker. I don't know if I could swear on this show. He's the (laughs) baddest motherfucker in the Tennessee game and the Colorado State game. And I don't know if he will be in the Villanova game, But if everybody's telling me to be afraid of a guy who's got 20 points only two times in his last 14 games, a guy who's shooting 40% over the last two months of the season, like he's the dude who's going to send me home, y'all better realize there's another dude right across the court who's averaging 65% from the field over the last month, 24 points a game, and if you're going to stick a six-foot-eight dude on him for 40 minutes, Good fucking luck. It's not going to be one-on-one, bro. He's <laughs> not
0: playing him one-on-one. What are you talking about? He dealt, with, he dealt with doubles the entire Colorado State game. He went eight for 10 from the floor. Hey, listen, I'm living with with Houston and Eli Brooks and Devontae. I'll live with them dudes. I'll live with it. We'll live. Okay. And again, that's, that's what Michigan wants, is people to
2: live with that. They've been doing this for two years with Hunter Dickinson. When you double Hunter Dickinson, they're
0: very happy with that. All right. Drew, what are your thoughts? Listen, man, you know, Hunter Dickinson is a a DMV GOAT, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to slander him, you know what I'm saying? You also got my guy Terrence Williams, another DMV GOAT over there, you know, in Michigan. I'm also rocking with Jawan Howard, you know what I'm saying? I'm hoping that he, you know, he redeems himself after smack gate occurred, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm going with the Wildcats, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm taking culture, as we know. I think think Villanova is no stranger to being in these big games and, uh, you know, Despite the fact that you know Michigan has won these first two games in the first two rounds, man, I think the luck runs out, or uh, the magic runs out, I should say. I won't call it luck. I think the magic runs out, man. I think I think Villanova just has too many guys, man, that, that that they can, you know, throw at Hunter, man. Like I said, I think obviously Dickinson is gonna start off with the but I mean, when you have guys like you like Jermaine Samuels and Brandon Slater who have lanes who can kind of get in there and stunt and dig, get some swipes, um, kind of just just bother passes too. Um, I think that that's that's gonna make a difference, man. And uh, like A said, man, I, I I just I just trust Jay Wright in these situations, man. I think he's gonna come up with a game plan that's gonna have those guys ready to go, man. And uh, I think is gonna march on to the Elite Eight, man. You know. One thing
2: I know for sure, Jay, Jay Wright's about to bring the Secret Service out to make sure he don't take a right hook to the jaw in the handshake yeah. line. At this point, he got to protect that baby face. You know what I'm saying?
0: And, and his suit, he's going. You know, he's gonna come out with a nice tailor suit, looking looking fresh. there so he hey, there's, there's,
1: there's, there's something him. else though. There's something else, and it needs to be spoken on. This ain't the Big East either, all right? There ain't playing. We ain't playing Thank no you. teams. We're not playing whoa, no teams whoa, that are scared whoa, whoa, of Villanova.
0: We're not playing whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. no. no, te- no, nah. nah, nah. It's big time to talk
0: about it. the Big 10 East, the East Gavis as
1: Gavis a whole. Game.
0: We had a the Gavis Big Gavis. East
1: as a whole. Are supposed to be all tough guys, but they let we, one team mentally Gavis. have a hold over them for the whole year.
0: Interesting. We did we we had a Gavit games in the non-conference, and the Big East scrape job. They scraped the Big Ten, scrape job. And the last time Michigan saw over a night title, <laughs> it got unseeded. Hey y'all, y'all
2: might y'all might want to fact that all facts media. The last time Michigan <laughs> saw Villanova, they ran them out of their home gym by 28 points. Eli Brooks had five off the bench. Colin Gillespie was scared. We're talking out about of in the fire. NCAA
0: tournament. We're, talking about, NCAA tournament. Hey, we're so talking about about the tournament. Hey, let's, NCAA? No, let's, I, let's I, go I the remember game. that because, yeah, because that was like a game after Villanova scraped us. We actually played Villanova that year at the Wells Fargo Center, and uh, it was and they had they they were, they didn't play Michigan like the next night after they scraped us and they were riding their high horse. And Michigan beat the brakes off. Now, my yeah, listen, we're college. talking about in the NCAA tournament, okay? We ain't talking about in the regular season. Hey, game. Just, just to be
2: clear, the last time Colin Gillespie started in a game against Michigan at home,
0: his team scored
2: 46 points. They lost by 27. He played 34 minutes, tucked his tail between his legs, and shot one for three from the field. I'm not afraid of that man at all. In fact, fellas, if I could hand pick my matchup in the Sweet 16 for a team that has overachieved to this point to get to the Sweet 16, it would be this Villanova team with a Same slow backcourt with Same zero cliff. NBA players on it. Zero, zero. NBA players wow. and nobody over six foot eight. Let's just – let's be very clear about one thing again because I know y'all haven't That's watched – That's more
1: Michigan. than an NBA player.
2: I, I know you haven't watched Michigan this year. Michigan's got two NBA players on this team and a former All-American player who's the best player in this game. They're the more talented team. Going into this game, folks, we'll see. Is it culture or talent? Because that's been the story of every matchup. Y'all going with culture? Be so sad. I'm so going with talent.
0: It's gonna be so sad when they lose, man. So sad. I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna win either way. My agenda's getting pushed either way. No <laughs> matter to me. All
0: right, we got, we got, we got four more games left, and not a lot of time. So I'll start with this one. Does anybody think St. Peter's beating Purdue? No. No. All right, great. Don't got to spend too much time on that one. All <laughs> right, um, <laughs> we got Candace and Providence, man. Is is Providence pulling the upset, man? Is the luck gonna run out for for PC? Yeah,
1: I got, I got, I got, I got Providence in this game. They're gonna, they're wow. gonna pull it out. This is this is their statement game. All right, like they had that one game where they finally played Villanova, uh, I think for I think I can't remember. It was like Villanova at home or something like that, and they touted that as the biggest game of the year for Providence. I think that Providence wins this basketball game. I don't think that this Kansas team can stop people defensively, and I think this is a bigger game for Providence because. Every time someone brings them up, everyone talks about the lucky word. When they're not lucky, they're just gamers. They got dudes who make winning basketball plays. I think they pull this game out and they make a statement doing it. So I think Providence wins. They get the upset.
2: I'm with Cart. I love Providence in this spot. Them getting seven and a half points is disrespectful as hell. They're 19 and 12 against the spread this year. I'm just going to keep betting them because it's so profitable. I also, like after they beat Kansas, they're going to open up as like three-point underdogs to Miami, Florida. And it's gonna be and Ed Cooley's gonna tell everyone they're underdogs. They're gonna waltz to the final
0: four. I'm all in. I love the Friars. Wow, take Friars to the the final four. We gotta clip this one too. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) Drew, uh, are you on the Providence? Are you on the Providence fan? Or Um, I love that Cooley love Providence, but not taking them in this game. I think I think we finally saw the emergence of Remy Martin, Remy Martin that we thought was gonna be there at the beginning of the year. He's back. Uh, Oshae Baji is going to be the best player on the court, Um I think that Kansas is going to roll in this one onto the Elite Eight over over Providence. Even if even if Abadji doesn't like Obajyi's averaging thirteen points a game, shooting thirty five point seven percent from the floor through two through two games, but Remy Martin's averaging eighteen points a game through two tournament games. So even if Oshae Baji is not playing well, that was the thing that they were missing. Like if if Abadji wasn't playing well, you remember the season that they couldn't win games. But now Remy Martin is coming on, and and this Kansas team is, is I think is, is going to be a a uh, uh, really tough out down in touch with the uh, emergence of Remy Martin now playing the way that he's been the past couple games. I feel like it's just no way. Uh, it's no way Oshad plays bad three games in a row. There's no way. No way. No and, way.
1: Hey, it, hey, it's funny. To, it's funny to see you all fools fall for, once again, the Remy Martin allure. This <laughs> is what he does every single year. He has a nice little stretch. If you look closely enough, if you take a quick little, little sniff, you'll still smell the sun devil on that man. He's going to be – he's a losing basketball player. He always will be. It is what it is. But we can right,
0: move on. We got two-two split two for Kansas, two for problems. We'll see how that works out. UCLA, North Carolina. How, how are we – I mean, I think this, this, this has to be a really fun matchup because Carolina is obviously playing with some house money. UCLA is really good. So, um, what's up with Greg here, man? Is UCLA going to be able to get this done? We don't know how Hockey is playing, but, you know, where do you stand on this one?
2: Yeah, I, I lean Carolina. I agree. This is a toss up game. Uh, our thing with UCLA all season long has been they're our hashtag vibes team. Like, we just thought they'd turn it on when it mattered. Ju Zhang, Tiger Campbell. Like, we rock with all of them dudes. The problem is, I don't feel that they've really turned it on. I don't like the vibes from what I'm seeing. I've like, yes, they pulled away from St. Mary's. Uh, I think they played pretty well in that game, but like, they're not shaking the horrible off the dribble two point jumpers that I was hoping they would shake when it matters. Uh, I think that right now, RJ Davis and Caleb love is the best backcourt left in this tournament. As crazy as that sounds. So I'm going to rock with, uh with Davis, with how he's been playing. I think Carolina gets it done.
0: Got
1: it. Uh, I'm leaning UCLA in this game. I do think it's a toss up, uh, Jaquez being healthy is definitely going to be huge for UCLA, but I also, I think everyone, and for good reason, like Greg said, is buying into what UNC has been having been doing lately, because this is what we thought they would be to start the year, but also that team that started the year, that's still the same team and they still have those same tendencies where they sometimes can't guard people. And sometimes, Armando Baycott is getting 20 and 20 and everybody else is giving them absolutely nothing. So if UNC continues to play, you know, the way they've been playing with everyone contributing, even Brady Manick looks like actually the second coming of Larry bird lately. Like, I think that they will pull this game out, but it'll be close. But like I said, like UCLA has been here before, like they, they made that run last year. They're making another run this year. I think they're going to gear it up, lock it in and turn up. So I think I'm going to go, I'm going to lean UCLA in this game still.
0: Drew. Yeah, I'd say uh, if Hawkins doesn't play or if he's a shell of himself on the court, um, I'm going to go UNC. But I think if he can kind of, uh, you know, get a cortisone shot, you know, shake it off and, and, and get out there. Uh, you know, I think that UCLA wins in this one. I think I'm going to go with the experience. Um, and I think that, you know, they'll advance to elite Yeah, I'm, I'm with Drew Drew. I think if Hockey is healthy, I'm going UCLA because I think they have the size downloaded, be able to combat Um, Bay Kai and, and Brady Mag and those guys. And I think um, I think I'll take UCLA guards over um the, the Carolina guards with Jules Bernard, um, Tiger Campbell, and obviously Juzang. I think I think they're probably the best trio of guards left in, in this tournament, in my opinion. But uh, I think if, if hockey is, is not healthy, then I think that 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 you know puts a wrench in, in that situation. So I think I'm gonna ride UCLA if they're if they're healthy. If not, I'll go Carolina. One match game, Iowa State, Miami. Are, are we going with uh, with, with Larry Nager or are we going with uh, with Iowa State, man? I'm going.
1: I'm going to Netflix. <laughs> I ain't watching that game.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm about to protect my peace. I'm about to get some work done or something.
0: That is the last game of the night, so Netflix will be an option at that point of the night. It's Friday night as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I don't. I, I don't really care. I don't know. <laughs> Iowa State. I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't care. I, I'll be honest
2: with y'all. I do not care about that
0: game. <laughs> Greg, what you got?
2: That's uh, that's the same thing. That's going to be like the the early date night in bed with wife at that point. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm i not watching this game. I don't care. I'm really mad. We have to watch these two teams. It's stupid.
0: <laughs> Hi, <laughs> man. Miami's going to win this game. Charlie Moore, McGusty, Isaiah Wong are going to carry the Hurricanes and Jim Laranega into the Elite Eight. He's going to keep the Cinderella run going and maybe get to the second Final Four in his career, man. Can you believe that? You know, I got the Hurricanes. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm rolling with the Hurricanes. I'm taking a uh... Um Charlie Moore, Cameron McGustine, Isaiah Wong over uh Brockington, Tyrese Hunter, uh and, and Gabe Kowser. I think it's gonna be a guard play though because because uh, obviously Iowa state has some great guards as well. But I'm taking Miami, I'm taking Larren And if Providence wins, I'm taking Miami to be Providence too and get to the final four. But w- we'll see what happens. Um quickly, fellas, who are your national title picks, man? Carter, who you got winning winning it all cutting down the nets?
1: I got the Zags. Fuse getting over the hump finally. G Wizzy.
0: Oh,
2: man, I, I'm i going to go Providence, fellas. Why not? Let's get creative. Let's get creative. I think they have the easiest draw. I'm going Providence. To cut down the Nets. To cut down the Nets, yeah. Wow. Team of Destiny.
0: Drew. <laughs> Zags, baby. This is finally the year. Mark Fugia yeah. getting it done. I'm going Zags, too. I'm going Zags to cut down the Nets. Mark Fugia. Yeah, real creative, games, fellas. Real creative. I'm not picking Providence. i the I'm, 900th I'm, podcast to pick yes, the I do I'm not picking that Cooley. If if it ain't them, I'm picking Arizona. I'll tell you that much. If it ain't them, I'm, I'm going I'm going zone to cut down the net. If it's not Zaga, I'm going Duke. And a farewell tour. Coach Tate goes out with a natty. Oh, we all lose yeah. if that happens, right? <laughs> time, but this been another episode of the Auto Band. Thanks, Sleepers Media for coming on. Make sure you guys are following them on social media. And this is gonna be pull up tape on the outro. Until next time, folks. It's time to get a check boy. check, boy.
1: You want the sideline? You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You betting on me? What's the topic of discussion? What we talking about? Take your best shot. I'ma take your last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy.